listening to the Faithology Podcast with John Barrett, where you'll hear great ideas, interviews, and inspiration to help maximize your spiritual growth. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Faithology Podcast. Once again, it's great to have you here on the show. It's all about leveling up your faith so that you can do great things for God. For whatever reason, when God created us, He wanted us to live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we want to please God. We want to honor God. We want to be and do all the things God wants us to be and do. So today is about leveling up your faith, and I hope you're encouraged by today's episode. You know, for the month of May, since we're in the month of May here, we're coming up on Mother's Day here real soon, and I thought in light of that, we would do a message that we'd give you some inspiration, some content today around this idea of things being birthed, around Mother's Day, and this whole concept, because if you think about it, everything has a starting point. Everything has a mom, sort of a speak, you know, or so to speak. Everything has something that it was birthed from. So in life, think about it. All the things around you right now all started from something, right? I mean, every idea, the chair you're sitting in started with somebody thinking of birthing this idea of a chair so that you could get comfort and rest. Whatever device you're listening to this on, somebody thought of it to invent it. It had a starting point, a birthing point. And all things have that. Think about evolution and creation. You know, as followers of Christ, we understand that the Bible says that we have a starting point in creation, that God spoke the universe and everything into be. God was the, the mother of all, if you will, in the sense that he birthed all of life by speaking into it existence. And this is where evolution has no answer for this. I mean, if you, if you ask an evolutionist, well, where did it all come from? They say, well, billions of years ago, it all started with a, a single cell organism that was floating out there in the cosmos. And you say, okay, well, where did that come from? Well, uh, a few million years earlier, there was this kind of a thing, and it kind of appeared. Okay, well, where did that appear from? Where did it come from? And they just keep backing up because they have no starting point. They can't answer the question of where did it come from. But as followers of Christ, we know that it came from God. That was the starting point. Everything has a mom, a starting point from which it was birthed from. Even Jesus had to be birthed. I mean, think about that. Even Jesus had a mom, had a starting point, had Mary. The Son of God had to be birthed in life. And when we are born again as followers of Christ, the Bible gives us this imagery that, that we're made new, that we're birthed new in Jesus, that the old is gone and the new has come. So this idea of things being birthed is all throughout history. It's all throughout Scripture. In reality, it's, it's where everything comes from is this starting point from God. So I want to talk to us today, and, and here's what I want to say is this. We are, we are all moms. That's right. I mean, even if you're a male listening to this, you are a mom some way or somehow. Now, not in the physical, obviously, but everyone is a spiritual mom in the sense that we're giving birth to something. Think about this. We are the bride of Christ. The Bible calls us the bride of Christ. I mean, God is the male and we, so to speak, are the female. The Bible refers to the church as she. It's, it's the idea that, that it's the bride. You see, we have been co-missioned 
commissioned by God, but co-mission to be partners with God's purpose. And when we come together with God, then great things are birthed out of our life. Purpose and destiny and all the things that God wants to do is birthed from us when we begin to connect with the living God. So we were, we are all like spiritual moms. And when we connect with our Father in heaven, when we connect with our God, our bridegroom, the, the love of Christ, when we connect with that, we are going to give birth to great things in our life. You see, God gives us the seed, but it's up to us to nurture it and to birth it out of our life. God wants to impregnate you with purpose, with dreams, with mission, with vision, with calling, with destiny. He wants to impregnate you with great things and impact that you can make in your life. But you've got to understand that it's up to us to nurture this thing, to have that sort of spiritual motherly heart about us and begin to nurture and carry this. You know, we're getting ready to have our third child, a little boy. And, you know, my wife's been carrying our baby for months all up into the point of delivery. And, you know, she's been sort of baking this baby inside of her and it's growing and growing until it's getting ready to to be born here really, really soon. In fact, he's due in less than a week. So this is pretty cool of the moment that I'm recording this podcast. But she's been working on nurturing him on the inside. Her body is going to work to birth this child into a great purpose in this life. So today I, I want us to look at the mother of all mothers. That's right. I want us to get some lessons from the the real mom, the mom that gave birth to the son of God, to Jesus, Mary. Let's think about her. I mean, imagine being tasked to give birth to Jesus, the savior of the world. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd be pretty nervous. Well, I'm a guy, so I would be nervous if I was giving birth to anything. But if it was the son of God, especially I would be nervous. And you can you imagine Mary being young and getting the news that she's getting ready to, to deliver and, and to have this, this son of God, the savior of the world. So God gives us this whole account of Mary's journey. And it's something that we all go through. You see, we can learn something from Mary, whether you're a mother or whether you're a father or whether you're just a a person out there, a male or female, no matter who you are, we can all learn something about Mary's journey. So let me read this to you out of Luke chapter one, verse 26 through 38. Now we hear about this around Christmas time and that, but, but this isn't Christmas time because this applies to us every single day. So let's read this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth conceived in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. 
I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. You see, there's more to this story than just the Christmas virgin birth. There's something that we can learn from this. And if we can get this truth, it can revolutionize our future, guys. We can miss opportunities God has for us if we don't really understand how God wants to use this story to speak into us about our life. This is what God is saying to us through this story. I'm gonna kind of summarize this in this power statement, this sort of uh, run-on sentence, if you will, that I've put together that we're gonna break down that is kind of my interpretation of this verse for us. So here's the power statement from God. I will interrupt your life with unfathomable miracles by disturbing you in order to stir you to overcome your fear Trust my plan and fully rely upon me to do the impossible if you are willing to step out, God. Now, let me read that again. I will interrupt your life with unfathomable unfathomable miracles by disturbing you in order to stir you to overcome your fear. Trust my plan and fully rely upon me to do the impossible if you are willing to step out. So let's break this down. Number one, I will interrupt your life. Remember what it said in Luke 1, 26 through 38? It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel to Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. You see, Mary was pledged. She had plans for her life. I mean, she was just going about her life. She met Joseph. She's pledged to be married. They're they're planning out their life. And guess what? God knocked on her door and changed her plans. I want you to understand that God will interrupt your plans in order to get his plans into your life. You got to get your antennas up because God will change it up on you to see if you're listening to him. I can under, I remember my freshman year in high school, God knocked on my door and interrupted my life and said, John, I want to use you to build my kingdom. Are you ready? And I went, whoa, and I surrendered my life to Christ. You see, you may have plans for your life, maybe even good plans, but can I tell you that God will interrupt your plans. Understand that God wants to birth new purpose into you all the time. So you got to understand that, that God will interrupt your life. God will step in just like he did Mary and say, hey, I've got something new for you. I've got a mission for you. I want to call you to do something. It may be at the grocery store. It may be when you're sitting down and planning your life. It may be through a circumstance. I don't know what it is, but I know that God will interrupt your life in order to get his plans into your life. So what I want to challenge you with, guys, is this. Get your antennas up. Don't tune out those nudges from God where he interrupts your plans. Don't ever have your eyes so set on your plans that you miss God's plans. Make sure that your antennas are up. Number two, check this out. I will interrupt your life with unfathomable miracles. Unfathomable miracles. In verse 28, the angel went to her and said, greetings you who were highly favored. The Lord is with you. When you follow Jesus, miracles happen, guys. You are favored by God. You are called, you are a candidate. When you surrender your life to God, I don't care what you've done, where you're at, what's going on in your life, you are highly favored because God has plans in your life. 
You have something unique that only you can do. Never believe the lie that somebody else will do it. God has called you to it. So make sure that you understand that you are highly favored. God will do unfathomable miracles in your life. Listen, somebody somewhere needs you to be who God has called you to be. Did you get that? Somebody somewhere needs you to be who God has called you to be. You have significance, guys. A great lie of the enemy is that you are not needed. It is, it is the nastiest, worst lie that could come from our uh, adversary is the fact that you are not needed. That is a lie. God loves you, wants you, and he needs you, not because he's lacking something, but he needs you out of a love because he wants to do something great in you and only through you. So I want you to understand, just like Mary, God will interrupt you with unfathomable miracles beyond what you could have ever known in your life. Number three, check this out. He will interrupt your life with unfathomable miracles by disturbing you in order to stir you. He will disturb you in order to stir you. Here's what I mean. In verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. You see, she was troubled. She was disturbed. I mean, she got this news from the angel, and I'm telling you, she was troubled. She's wondering, what is this? This is crazy. I don't know if I can do this. What is happening right now? You see, God is always going to disturb you so that he can stir you to take action. So don't be alarmed when God does something to disturb your life, to shake it up. Something inside of you will be moved and it will terrify you guys. You will have a dream in your heart. You will have an idea. You will hear the voice of God. And guess what? It's going to disturb your comfort. It's going to disturb your laziness. It's going to disturb all the intest you, all the things that you thought you couldn't do. It's going to disturb that. Because God is wanting to terrify you, and I mean that in a good way. God wants to terrify you to say, you know what? I'm going to use you to do something great, but you're going to have to trust me, and you're going to have to step out in faith. Listen, if you aren't terrified of what is ahead of you, then you're not stepping out far enough, guys. If your dreams don't scare you, you're not dreaming big enough. Listen, you got to go out in over your head. Listen, every day God is doing things in my life that are pushing me way beyond my comfort zone that are pushing me way beyond what I think I'm able to do. But you know what? That's where I always want to be because when I'm in over my head, I might as well go all the way out because I'm in over my head anyway. And I might experience the great yonder out there than I would if I just sat in the shallow ends of life. So listen, guys, God will disturb your limits. He will call you to something bigger. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. So welcome challenges in your life. Don't ward off challenges in your life. Welcome challenges so that it changes you. Break the terror barrier, that thing that tries to put up a wall, that terror barrier that says you can't do this, you, have, you, you shouldn't step out, go back, retreat, retreat. Break through and over, understand that God is going to disturb you in order to stir you, and you got to overcome that stuff and begin to understand that God will do great things in your life, guys. You're listening to this today because God wants you to hear that right now. Whatever you're facing, whatever situation, you need to understand that God is going to challenge you, but 
it's because it's going to change you. And in Mary, it troubled her, but she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. So listen, here's the statement so far. I will interrupt your life with unfathomable miracles by disturbing you in order to stir you, number four, to overcome your fear. In verse 30, but the angel said to her after she was troubled, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You see, fear has to get out of the way in order to give birth to what God wants you to birth. You've got to begin to understand that fear will limit you, but you've got to get it out of the way. You see, Mary wouldn't have been able to hear the next part unless fear was removed first. The angel had to speak to the fear and move it in order for the next part to be delivered. And I'm telling you that if you wanna go to the next step in your life, if you wanna go to the next level in your faith, whatever that is that that might be terrifying you, that is bigger than you've ever done, you've gotta understand that you've got to remove fear. You've gotta overcome it in order to get to the next level of what God wants. Whatever it is that you're fearing right now, I want you to look at that thing and say, you know what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And God is the God of the impossible. And he will do it. If he called me to it, he'll see me through it. Amen? And you gotta understand that you've gotta step out in life. God is for you. He is not against you. You gotta keep telling yourself, do not be afraid. Afraid, you found favor with God. Just keep repeating to that to yourself, maybe like Mary did. Hey, don't be afraid, you found favor with God. You have favor with God because of Christ Jesus. You have favor with God because of Christ. So I want you to understand that God is for you. He is not against you. So God will interrupt your life with unfathomable miracles by disturbing you in order to stir you, to overcome your fear, and number five, trust my plan. You see in verse 31, the the Bible says, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. You see, Mary had to move that fear in order to trust God's plan. God always puts a dream in you before you know how to do it. I mean, think about that for a minute. I mean, here he is, the angel saying, you're gonna conceive, you're gonna give birth to his son, Jesus, the most high. I mean, I'm sure, surely she's going, whoa, this is beyond what I know how to do. How am I gonna do this? I'm a virgin. How's this gonna happen? Listen, God will put a dream in you before you know how to do it. It's not dependent on you figuring out how to do it yet because you're jumping too far ahead of the game. You gotta understand that you gotta trust God in the midst of it. He will put a dream in your heart, a problem to solve. You're not going to know the how yet. The how won't come unless you wow it first. The how won't come unless you say, wow, God, I trust you. Then the how will come. But if you get the how before the wow and you start howing everything to death, you'll never step out. You'll sit there and be stuck in an analyzing mode of how is it going to work? How am I going to do this? How am I going to afford that? How are we ever going to make that change? How am I ever going to be able to have the skills and the ability to do that? I mean, you could come up with a million reasons. Listen, don't how it before you wow it wow it, and then God will begin to roll out the how as you step out. You don't need to know more. We need to do more with what we know. 
Think about that for a minute. It's not that we need to know more. We need to do more with what we know. We already know. Listen, most Christians are educated way beyond their obedience level. I mean, think about it for a minute. I, I mean, we're all educated. We all kind of know. It's kind of like diets. We all know, we'll know what we need to do to lose weight. I mean, it's not an education matter. It's not knowing. It's doing something with what we know. So I want you to understand the day that quit getting into the know and, and trying to get stuck in the how. Just begin to trust God. Trust his plan. And it's going to seem big. It's going to seem huge. But trust it. So God says through this verse, I will interrupt your life with unfathomable miracles by disturbing you in order to stir you, to overcome your fear, trust my plan, and number six, and fully rely upon me. You see, in verse 34, Mary said, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? You see, God's call will go beyond what your budget can do. It's beyond what your time will allow. It will require more boldness than you've ever had. It will take more prayer than you've ever prayed. There is always a testing before a blessing. Think about that. There is always a testing before a blessing. Mary had to fully rely upon God. How is this going to be? I'm only a virgin. Again, it will be beyond what you're able to do right now. When God calls you to do something, you're going to have to fully rely upon him. He's going to test you to see if you're willing to step out. There's always a testing before a blessing. And so you've got to understand, you've got to move past these things. So God says to trust him, to fully rely upon me. Number seven, to do the impossible. You see, in verse 35, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month for no word from God will ever fail. What a promise, guys. God will do the impossible in your life. Listen, it is impossible to give birth being a virgin, but you know what? God is the God of the impossible. God will do it. Elizabeth was his track record. I love that, that the verse says, hey, remember Elizabeth, who was said to be unable to conceive, and now she's in her sixth month. I mean, think about this, for no word from God will ever fail. I love this, and, and the angel's basically saying, listen, God did it before. He can do it again. He can do something amazing. He can go beyond what you've ever known. I mean, he, he could have brought up Abraham and Sarah and said, how are they going to conceive in their old age? But God did it. And I love how the angel is reminding Mary of God's track record. And sometimes we've got to be re reminded of God's track record. You need to understand that nothing is impossible for God. If you think your situation is too big that God can't do it, why don't you think back in your life the things God has done already? Or better yet, go to the word of God and see how he never fails the impossible. He always makes a way in the impossible. You've got to understand that he is more than able to do something amazing in your life. So I love this. Are you ready? Here it is again. I will interrupt your life with unfathomable miracles by disturbing you in order to stir you, to overcome your fear, trust my plan, and fully rely upon me to do the impossible. And number eight, here it is, if you are willing to step out. In verse 38, 
It says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. You see, when she was willing, when she finally said, I am your servant, may your word to me be fulfilled. When she did that, the deal was sealed right there. I love that. Not if, you know, God, but but what if I do this or that? No, no, no. You need to understand that you need to say, God, I will do it. You need to understand that if you are willing to step out, God will move. There are 1,784 ifs in the Bible. Think about that for a minute. I mean, if you do this, God will do this. If this happens, then God will step out and do that. If you are willing, God will do something amazing in your life. Listen, the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people lies not in what they know, but in what they are willing to do. You see, Mary stepped up to the plate and said yes. She said yes to God. Listen, humans are like turtles. Sometimes we have to stick our neck out there to make progress, and we can't allow fear or something to come in and put us in our shell. We've got to say, God, I'm willing, I'm ready to go. And when you're able to do that, when you begin to put yourself out there and step out, when you're willing to go, when you have that heart to God to say, God, put me in the game, coach. You know, I think about John Wooden, famous uh, basketball coach at UCLA, and he's a, a local hero here in my hometown where where he grew up, and we love John Wooden around here, but one of John Wooden's uh, famous things that he did was when he coached basketball, he would never pick team captains before the season started, and that was pretty rare because most people would pick captains before their first game. That way, they're ready to go, but John Wooden did it different. He would wait till about two or three games into the season before he picked his team captains, and when he was asked about this, they said, John, why do you do that? He said, because I want to know who wants the ball when the game's on the line. That will let me know who the captains need to be. And I thought, what a great statement. He wanted to see who said, coach, give me the ball. Coach, put me in when the game was on the line. Those that were willing to step up and step out were the ones that he said, that's who I want is the captains on this team. So I want to ask you this. Are you willing? Are you ready to go? Are you saying, God, I, I, I want to get in the game. God, give me the ball. God, give me the, 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 the opportunity to get out there. Listen, guys, you got to get out from the bleachers and into the game. Quit being a spectator. Quit being somebody that's just kind of watching what God is doing and wishing that maybe one day that you could do great things for God. I want you to understand that God wants to use you exactly where you're at to do amazing things, but it's got to start with you guys. Listen, I said it earlier on. God will give us the seed, but we have to nurture that seed and grow that seed and give birth to that seed. God will help us. He will give us everything we need along the way. But listen, he won't do it for you. You have got to be partnered with God, co-commissioned. We are commissioned by God. That means a co-mission. That means that there's two involved in this thing, us in God. And when we partner together, we become like that mom that begins to give birth to the things of God in your life. Don't be barren because you're not willing to begin to do what God wants you to do. Don't live a spiritually barren life, meaning that, that you're not producing things in your life because you're not willing to say, God, 
give me what it is that I need and I'll be willing to nurture it, to grow it, to water it, and to give birth to this thing. Listen, birth is a painful process, guys. If you think about physical birth, I mean, it, it's not an easy thing. I mean, it, it, it is a huge thing. And, and if you think about this, this idea of birthing something, listen, it's not going to be easy, guys. God never said that it would be easy, but he did say that he would be with us through the midst of it all. Listen, I want you to understand that you're going to be challenged. You're going to go through some things. You're going to be stretched. You're going to be called by God to do some things that are beyond what you really want to do, maybe even what, what you think you can do. But I want you to understand that it's in that pain, it's in that, that struggle, if you will, where we begin just to break through it, where we begin to birth something amazing in our life. If you're waiting to birth something and it just be easy peasy, cheesy, hey, wheezy, no big deal, then guys, you're going to be waiting for a long time. So I want to challenge you today. What is it that God wants to birth in you? I want you to get your antennas up. I want you to learn from Mary here and from her story. And I want you to remember this power statement that God is saying to us. He's saying, I will interrupt your life with unfathomable miracles by disturbing you in order to stir you to overcome your fear, trust my plan, and fully rely upon me to do the impossible if you are willing to step out. So guys, I hope this encouraged you today. I hope this gave you some ammunition, some ideas to take in your life and begin to say, God, I'm ready. Let your prayer be, God, put me in the game so that I can be the captain that you've called me to be so that I can begin to give birth to all the great things that you want me to do. Guys, it's been great hanging with you today and I hope that you're encouraged by this. Listen, let people know about the Faithology podcast. Check out my blog for more resources. Check out my book, Faithology and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Faithology Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit his website at www.johnbarrettblog.com.